Hello and welcome to Still No Plan, the podcast. Today it's just going to be me, Jordan, sharing about my experience adding alcohol back into my life. I'm so nervous to do this. I'm actually doing this while recording a TikTok live, which is the first time I'm doing this and it's making it so much more nerve wracking. So if you don't know, I took a six month break from alcohol last year. Um, at around New Year's of last year, I decided that I really wanted to make a change with my drinking. Um, my drinking was not atypical for people of our age group, but I just knew that I wasn't happy with the way alcohol was showing up in my life and I wanted to do something differently. I was thinking of doing dry January but it didn't feel like enough to get the change that I needed and the change that I wanted at that time in my life. So I was looking for ways to do more than just dry January. And I stumbled upon Ruby Warrington's book, Sober Curious. So Sober Curious was kind of my first introduction to the group of people who I felt I resonated with most when it came to changing a relationship with alcohol. Um, I actually Grew up in a sober household. My mom didn't drink and my dad went to rehab when I was young. And so I didn't really have like role models for drinking. I only had role models for sobriety. And so when I started drinking, it kind of spiraled out of control. But I didn't feel like I resonated with, you know, my dad's experience with alcohol, which was addiction. And I didn't feel like I resonated with addiction narrative, but I did know that something needed to change. And so yeah, I found sober curious. And Sober Curious people are definitely in the middle. I think it's a very broad range of people who are reevaluating their relationship with alcohol. Some people who are Sober Curious are completely sober, don't drink at all. And some people drink pretty frequently. They just are very, very mindful about the way that they do it. That's why I love the Sober Curious community because they're open and welcoming to whoever wants to change their relationship with alcohol and however they want to do it. I, in January, quit drinking for six full months, and it was a really wonderful experience. Originally, the plan was to quit drinking for three months because Ruby Warrington, who wrote Sober Curious, has a three-month challenge. It was 100 days. I did it all, and I got to the end and realized that while I had made a lot of discoveries about who I am as a person, how alcohol was showing up in my life, and why I was drinking the way that I was drinking, I didn't feel... Like I was emotionally ready to bring alcohol back into my life. Like I hadn't addressed the problems that I was feeling in that time and that were making me drink the way that I was drinking in a way that I would feel comfortable bringing alcohol back in and be confident that I wasn't just going to go back to exactly the way that I was. So on my 100th day of the Sober Challenge, it was actually the first day of my sister's bachelorette party. And I had to message her and I texted her. I remember being so nervous. I texted her and I was like, hey, Danny, like, I love you so much, but I don't think I'm going to drink at your bachelorette party. I'm like so uncomfortable um, drinking right now. And I feel really bad because I want your bachelorette party to be a great time. And I am your maid of honor. And I obviously am like in charge of it being a great time, but I just don't feel ready to drink again. And I was so scared at what she was going to say. I thought she was going to be like disappointed and like say that I was ruining her bachelorette party. And she was obviously so supportive. And she was like, I love that you're coming. I'm just happy that you're going to be there. And 
I'm so excited that you are reevaluating your relationship with drinking and that you are uh, changing the way that alcohol shows up in your life. And our my bachelorette party is going to be fun either way. So she was super supportive. And that was at the three-month mark. And so I ended up just kind of serendipitously taking another three months. So it ended up being like a perfect six months. The first time I really drank was on my sister's wedding day. Um, and I had a couple drinks. It was a great time. And I think that I didn't really, nothing really felt like it changed. Like I didn't get hung over. I didn't feel any of like the negative effects. And so it didn't feel like I like, I didn't feel like I had, you know, cheated on my goals or anything. It felt like I really had achieved what I wanted. I felt completely in control of my drinking and I actually had a much better like time at my sister's wedding because I wasn't constantly scared that I was going to spiral out of control or embarrass myself or like do something horrible that would, you know, actually ruin my sister's wedding. I want to get a little bit into what the benefits were of being sober and how it made me feel at the time of being sober. I mean, truly the benefits were endless. I felt so good. I had so much energy. I would say the biggest thing that cutting out alcohol had given me was my time. I truly felt like I had multiple weeks in a single week. Like I was hitting all my fitness goals. I was doing side projects. I was working super hard at work. I was resting. I was being social. Like all of the things that I felt like I didn't have time for before I truly felt like I finally, you know, did. And I finally could do all of the things that I wanted to do in a week. And it felt like, oh, this is what it feels like to like actually have 24 hours in a day when you're not throwing some of them away drinking and then throwing some of them away preparing to drink or getting ready or being hungover was a huge thing for me. By the time I quit drinking, my hangovers were lasting like three days of just crippling anxiety was the worst part of it. And I just, it was like taking up so much of my time that I just felt like I was like wasting my life. I would be not drinking and then I'd drink on Friday and then I wouldn't be good again until like Tuesday. And then I would, you know, have a couple days off, be fine. And then I would drink on Friday and then feel like shit again. And so it was just kind of this cycle that sucked up so much of my time. The other thing that it gives you is energy similar to time. I just was like, whoa, this is what normal people feel like. Like, I was always so tired, so sluggish, slow, so groggy. I like couldn't do anything. It was so hard for me to just kind of do like the bare minimum to keep myself alive. And it really was getting to me. And once I stopped drinking for that period of time, I like had my energy back entirely. And it was honestly amazing. Another benefit, it was my mental health, which was truly the main reason that I ended up taking a break is that I really, like, it was really screwing with my mental health and I could feel it. I was super depressed and anxious constantly. There were very few days that I didn't feel either crippling depression or crippling anxiety. It was hard for me to, like, function. I was having a really hard time getting my meds to treat me well. And I also was having a hard time managing my meds and my drinking because a lot of antidepressants don't work with alcohol. And so I felt like I was having to like weirdly make that decision. And so when I quit drinking my depression, I still am on antidepressants, but it became manageable with medication, which it hadn't been for many years. And my anxiety was completely gone. 
Like I realized, I thought that I was diagnosed with anxiety in college just because it was a new environment and I was growing up and like I was so stressed with all these different things, but it really turned out that I was just, I had anxiety like constantly. I just had drinking related anxiety all the time and it gave me like literally medical anxiety and it was crazy. So when I stopped drinking, my anxiety went away entirely, which was like a happy surprise that I wasn't expecting. Um, so obviously all of these things are incredible. Like why would I start drinking again? And I think that's a very hard question to answer. And I think again, like going back to the beginning when I was talking about sober curiosity, it's very different from person to person. What's going to work for you. For me, I honestly, am just, I'm 24 and I felt like I was missing out on a lot by not drinking. And I do think at some point in my life, maybe I will not drink. I have kind of seen the like golden side of not drinking. It doesn't scare me. It's not like a punishment if I ever decide that, you know, I don't want to keep alcohol in my life, but for the time being, it just, I wanted to have a couple drinks here and there and I wanted to have freedom in my life, which was kind of one of the big things I felt like I was losing with the way that I was drinking before. And then in a different way, I felt like I was losing it again in the way that I was completely restricting myself. And I want to add here that obviously there are people with substance abuse disorder and this guidance is not going to work for them. Um, This is very much my own personal experience. I am not a medical expert in this space. And I definitely encourage you if you feel like you have a problem to speak to medical professionals who will give you personalized guidance to your situation. So all of that to say, this is very much specific to my situation. So yeah, I just, I wanted to have more freedom again. And I think the way I could do that was by exploring the gray area between being fully sober and binge drinking the way that I used to. And so I'm kind of in that part of my journey now. So I'm not necessarily committing to any direction. I'm not committing to drinking constantly forever. I'm not committing to, you know, drinking at weddings for the rest of my life. Like I'm just figuring out what works for me and where the line is. And maybe the line will end up being, I'm not going to drink at all anymore. Um, but that's for me to figure out and for me to find out. And that's kind of, I would say this next, this curious part of the sober curious journey. I'm just trying to explore the other options. So the next little thing I wrote down is how am I adding it back? Which again, I think is going to be very specific to every person who is changing their relationship with alcohol. Um, I have some specific ground rules that I think were always kind of my goals when I think back to where I was in January of 2022 and decided that this was a journey I was going to embark on. I think of like, what were my needs? What was I wanting? I think through the sober curiosity thing and getting into the sober community, and I became pretty big on TikTok talking about sobriety. I had a lot of external people in my ear as I was trying to figure this journey out. And so if you haven't noticed, I've stepped back from TikTok a bit and I've kind of tried to figure out back to the root cause of like, what were my goals? Why did I want to do this? And what do I see is successful in this whole sober curious journey? Um, So one of the things that I always wanted was to not binge drink and not honestly not really get drunk. Like, I think I've I went to a huge party school. I have definitely gotten 
had more than my fair share of drinks and had more than my fair share of like fun nights, I don't really feel the need to be drunk anymore. That being said, I'm like open to having a buzz and that's why I'm bringing alcohol back into my life. And so one rule for me is like one drink an hour, of course, and no more than three drinks a day. I think a big kind of hack for doing this because I used to say I would do this and I used to make myself promises when I would drink and I would just go out and break all of them. And so one, the one drink an hour thing helps me stay away from that point of like no inhibitions and, you know, avoiding consequences when you're kind of drunk and you're like, I don't give a shit. I'm going to do whatever I want. Um, so that like one drink an hour keeps me out of that space but also ahead of the night or ahead of whatever activity you're doing, get really specific about what you're going to drink and how you're going to drink. And that's like a great way to stick to it. Um, I think it's very like, it's a lot easier to go to an event and already have a plan of mine. Like I'm going to have a beer right when I walk in, then I'm gonna have a water and then I'm gonna have another beer and then I'm going to stop and I'm going to leave. Like, great that's all you can do. That's all you're going to do. And like, the more you stick to that, the more you build that trust, the more comfortable you feeling doing it. And the less you're going to feel like obsessively controlling your life. Yeah. I think there's just a lot of value in being extremely intentional with the way that you're drinking. And a lot of people don't like that. They like, well, I guess they're just scared that if you have to be intentional, then you have to quit because you have a problem. And I think that's why I'm like, so open about this experience because it's been such a life-changing experience for me and I am no longer scared the way that I used to be. I'm not scared of alcohol and I'm not scared of sobriety. Like I am totally comfortable with all of the options in front of me and I am very confident picking whichever option works best for me at whatever point in my life that I am in. I think it's really important to just think about how much you want to drink. One of the big big things that I do that I think is the most important thing I do to help maintain my mental health is I only drink when I am elevating good vibes. And so if I am not feeling good or I am anxious or I am sad, I don't drink. And I think this sounds obvious, but I think a big like area where I was letting this happen and it kind of spiraled was with my social anxiety. Since I quit drinking, I found that I have pretty, pretty bad social anxiety, which if you know me personally, might really surprise people because I'm very outgoing. I'm very talkative. I love meeting new people, but I really, really get anxious about it. Like I just have very bad social anxiety. So an area where I was using my drinking to cure something that I was dealing with was my social anxiety. I would feel anxious about socializing and drink to deal with it. And I think that just kind of spiraled into then when I was anxious about anything, my body was like, oh, I know how we can fix this. Let's go get drunk. And obviously that became a very unhealthy habit. So thinking through you know, when do you want drinking to be a part of your life? Is it when you're celebrating? Is it when you're connecting? Like those are the two big ones for me, honestly. Um, I honestly don't know other options that would be like healthy drinking. Is it when you're eating? Like maybe you really value a glass of wine with a good meal, which like is valid. You know, what are the things that matter to you for having alcohol? And what are the things that you can cut it out? Like I 
I think a big one for me is just like, for the most part, just lounging. I don't, I try not to just lounge with a drink in my hand because I don't know. It's just that to me feels like, oh, a slippery slope of like, there's no clear definition of lounging. A big, huge one that I don't do anymore that I think has been huge in keeping my drinking under control or not feeling like I'm out of control and also keeping my mental health under control is I don't drink to unwind. Like I will never drink to unwind. I'm not going to have wine to chill out for the night. I'm not going to have wine after a shitty day of work. I'm never going to use alcohol. Again, it's going back to that, like using alcohol as a crutch to make me feel better. And I think that's one of the big places that people do that and they don't, they don't identify it as using alcohol as a crutch. So they kind of let it slip by. And if you're someone like me, who's impulsive and has a lot of things, you know, running against her when it comes to drinking, uh, that's going to be a slippery slope. And so I really, really never drink to wind down. I'll never drink after work just to have a drink after work. Um, like I said, it's really for connection and celebration or when I'm going to be having a drink. How do I feel now that I am adding alcohol back into my life? So I will say, like, I feel worse. I don't feel horrible. I feel way better than I did before I did all this, but I do not feel as good as I was when I wasn't drinking at all. And I think that's really important to know. Like, I promise you, no matter how much you're drinking, if you drink the teensiest bit amount of alcohol, like, it's impacting your body in negative ways. It's increasing your inflammation. It's increasing how tired you are. It could be one glass of wine every once in a while. It's probably not making you feel great. I am a, a religious listener of Dr. Huberman, and one of the things that he has mentioned in his podcast, he has a super good episode about just alcohol and its health effects. It's so freaking good. But one of the things he talks about is that the only amount of alcohol you can drink without having any negative effects is two units of alcohol, which is very little a week, two units of alcohol a week, which is very little amounts of alcohol. Like I'm pretty sure that's basically one glass of wine a week. And that's the only amount of alcohol you can have without seeing no identifiable negative effect on your body, lasting effect on your body. Um, so just like keep that in mind. Like if even if you don't really feel horrible, like you feel like you can get around your life pretty, pretty well, you're functioning pretty well, like you should just consider, you know, there are identifiable impacts on your body from that couple glasses of wine you're having a week. Um, and I think like again, like it's fine. All of this is fine. Nothing is right or wrong. I think this is where we get into fights on both sides of the spectrum. People who drink feel like people who don't drink are saying, I'm right, you're wrong. And people who don't drink feel like people who drink are saying, I'm right, you're wrong. And we're just kind of pointing fingers at each other and not accepting that like, let's not label these things as good or bad. Just like recognize the realistic issues that come with alcohol and decide which of those things you're willing to deal with at the risk level that you are willing to deal with them. And so all of that to say, yes, I feel worse, but for the most part, I feel a lot better. And one of the main things that I feel is much more in tune with my body. I am so self-aware now because I truly know what hundred percent feels like. I don't think I felt hundred percent since I was maybe like 14 years old 
And when I felt 100% last year, it was like life-changing. And now I know that that is the option and that is what I can achieve and how I can feel with my mental health, with my energy levels. I am very conscientious of when that starts to slip and how much it starts to slip. And so, you know, when I'm drinking, if I, for example, I had a girl's weekend this weekend, I had multiple drinks. Like I had one drink one day, I had a couple drinks the next day, and I had like one drink the next day. And so that's kind of a lot of drinking for me in this time period that I'm in. And so I feel that. I feel tired. I feel sluggish. And I take note. And now I'm taking a little break until I feel better and feel comfortable drinking again. So yeah, I think, again, it's personal. But really think about how can I... Like, what is my best self? How is alcohol taking me away from that best self? How much is it taking me away from that best self? And how comfortable am I going away from that best self? And how long does it take to get back to that best self? Because right now, with the drinking that I'm doing, I can feel my best self on Thursday, have a drink on Saturday, feel iffy on Sunday, and feel better by Monday. And so it's fine. If I have to have a slower Sunday because I have a drink on Saturday, like I can manage that personally, but just decide how much you want to manage that. I heard from someone, I think it's uh, Lauren Bostick's marketing person. I feel like this is where I heard it. No, I don't know. I heard it on a big podcast. Someone was interviewing this guy and it was their marketing person. And he was talking about how you are best equipped to help your former self. And the best skill or talent or whatever you have to offer, it's going to help old you because you found the value enough that you want to sell it or share it or whatever reason. So I think about that a lot when I share this information is that I wish I had me. I wish I had someone who was being honest about this who was exploring the in-between and was being real about what it was like because all I could find was people who were fully sober and obsessed with their sobriety, which is amazing. And I love those people and I've connected with so many of them and they've been incredible, but it didn't necessarily resonate with me. Or I found people who were completely drinking and also defensive about their drinking. And so I didn't feel like I could connect with them because People assumed if I was like sharing these things with them, which is valid, like that I was talking down to them or telling them they needed to quit drinking, which was never my goal, but it came off that way sometimes. And so I'm just sharing this because I hope it could help someone who feels the way that I feel and felt the way that I felt with drinking that one, stopping drinking is not scary. If you, the first thing you can do to change your relationship with alcohol is take a long break. And I think at minimum, you need at least three months to feel any of the effects that I felt. Like I said, at three months, I recognized that I needed much more time than that. So if you're wanting to reconsider, I would say plus three months, over three months, you should take off from drinking. Um, And then just take note of it. See how you feel and get intentional and recognize that like there is hope. And even if you do it and realize that you have to quit drinking, I will tell you that you will recognize that sobriety is not scary. It's actually quite incredible. It's freeing. It's really, really 
a great thing to be a part of. It's a beautiful thing to be a part of, and it's a great community to be a part of. Um, if you are able to introduce drinking back into your life, then you'll also feel a sense of freedom. You'll feel a sense of control and you'll feel like you can, you're in charge of your life. You're not being bossed around by this fucking substance that's truly ruining many aspects of your life. And that is also beautiful. So that is my very raw and very uh, unscripted word vomit of my experience quitting drinking and then also introducing drinking back into my life. Hopefully, no, not hopefully. Autumn will be back next week. She just had a busy day today, so I decided to do a solo. Um, It was so nerve-wracking. I hope you enjoyed. Feel free to message me or message the podcast and let us know how you feel about this episode. Um, Also, as hectic as it was. I think I'm going to keep doing TikTok lives or maybe Autumn and I will do a monthly TikTok live sharing the podcast live um, and hopefully get some more video content out of it, reach more people. And also you can just watch us chit chat instead of, you know, just listening. So yeah, let me know how you like this episode. Don't forget the most important thing you can do for us ever is rate, review, and follow the podcast on podcast platforms. That is how we are boosted in the algorithm. That's how new people find us. And while we absolutely freaking love our little community, we want more of you so we can share, we can create a bigger community, and we can maybe connect everyone together. So thank you to everyone who listens and who listened to this and enjoyed it. And I hope you have a great week. Woohoo!